When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Fellow adventurers, looks like Thane Poland has it has another couple of tasks for us now. The first one is trouble in Werret. When the Thane learned, when Thane Poland learns of recent troubling events in and around the village of Werret, he immediately calls upon his most trusted ally. That's me, right? Less than half an hour to receive a request for your presence at Twin Keep. Via messenger in Blaine Square, you find yourself safe standing in Thane Poland's private chambers, high in the main tower of the imposing fortress. The Thane, whose face bears particularly visible bruise just below his left eye, is quick to play down the obvious wound. Never brandy words with a man three tankards alone, and, and not be on a lookout for retribution, he laughs, kindly stroking the purpose mark. Any event, my recent ill-conceived alehouse exploits are hardly the reason I summoned you, friend, as you must must well have already determined. Pringon tells you disturbing news reached him yesterday from the village of Werrit, west of Twithing. You learn that a sizable band of goblins had been spotted in the vicinity of Werrit in the last few days, but that yesterday... They attacked the village only to suddenly and inexplicably withdraw after inflicting several casualties on the unprepared and outmatched village militia. Their strange tactic and their targeting of such an innocuous place is odd. I'm not quite as troublesome as this particular detail furnished by members of the militia who survived the attack, he says. It seems that these goblins, mountain goblins no less, were led into battle by a man. By a human, a man with a painted face. Your eyes widen at the mention of the human in league with goblins, when you learn that it was the crude tattoo of the maple leaf that concealed his face. Immediately relates to the Thane, to Thane Point, your previous encounter with the man in Hawklaw. There, then this is indeed disturbing, says the Thane, pacing in front of the fire, his hands clasped behind his back and his shoulders bowed. Human agency, hand in hand with such vile creatures, is treason against civilization itself. But this strikes harder yet, bears the distinctive mark of some greater scheme, perhaps yet in its industry. There's certainly more to this than we've presently seen, or even guessed at. Hey, Bowen told you to dispatch one of his men late yesterday, a mercenary captain by the name of Haskbeer to assess the situation in Howick and send him a report. Huskabir is a stalwart sword, he says. He is headstrong and dangerously fond of action. 
even when calculated inaction might pr easily prove the more prudent course. Only say that I would trust in your assessment of your situation over his zoom. I'll ask that you travel to Varick and send Haskabar back here. Apart from that request, I leave the situation in your hands. You, 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 you would be free to pursue any course of action you saw fit. Agree to undertake the mission? I do, I do. Very well then, he says, meeting you in a shoulder across. I will have, I'll have a coach drawn up to bear you to bear you's word. It should take only a couple of hours to reach the village. I can't possibly, you can't possibly need to realize realise how much it put my mind at ease knowing the situation will soon be in your hand. Then Poland removes a steaming pot of payload from the hearth and fills two plain earthenware mugs with the black drink. May you safely return, he says, holding up his mug in salute of your impending departure. After finishing... Finishing the steamy drink, you descend to the inner courtyard, where a fine coach and a fresh, freshly harnessed team are awaiting your arrival. The driver tips his hat as you climb aboard, and then the wagon lurches forward, beginning what should be a short journey to the outlying village. The relatively short trip to Verrick is uneventful, and after disembarking from the coach, you find Haskbeer near the centre of the village, pouring over a worn map with five members of the village militia the town council building. You pull, you pull Husby aside and explain to him in private Thane Poland's request. Almost at once, his face turns a bright shade of crimson. Without warning or calling, he strikes out with the back of his hand, landing a soft blow on the side of your face. Like, like that. Ah, who do you think you are? He roars, stalking, threatening towards you as you recover from the surprise blow. You don't come down here barking orders at me. I don't care whose orders they happen to be. I say it's time someone caught you, taught you a few manners. You hardly prepare to defend yourself against what appears to be an intimate and rather ill-conceived attack. It's Haskbeer. It's non-lethal combat because he's not quite that stupid. He's nearly that stupid. He's about one, one teeny little inch short of being that stupid. But he isn't. So, it's non-lethal combat. So, I'm going to fight him. He strikes out at you with his wooden cudgel. I have defeated him. Now, book off, book off, back to Swithick. He reached down and hurt Caspar's feet. He mutters an incoherent apology, announces he will return to Twithika's orders. I obey the order of the Thane, he says, moving off to find his sons. But not some half-wit messenger. Your name and list of deeds mean nothing to me. Thane Borod will learn of your rough treatment of me. When he mounted his steed and his and ridden, when he's mounted his steed and ridden out of sight, you sense the young young men of Merit's militia are breathing a collective sigh of relief. You speak with the five young men who make up the entire body of the local militia and learn the goblins in question are currently holed up in an abandoned barn in the middle of an overgrown field the outskirts of the village. They learn that all five of them have seen have seen the man with the painted face. They said it is he who led the way down the village with the goblins to do his bidding. While the youth who speaks as leaders small groups tell you that Haskell was planning to assault 
Someone's on her barn just prior to your arrival. A quick glance at the young men standing before you told you, however, such a result would have likely ended in disaster. Yeah, yes, I mean, these people probably have a melee waiting for about 20. <laughs> but the goblin might have a melee waiting of 50. Yeah, that would be a disaster. They probably don't have much SP either. Even if they're attacking a group. Yeah. The five members of the local militia are young, inexperienced. They appear to be quite fearful of the prospect of moving on. The goblins now taking refuge in the old barn. Realise only too well that few of these young men will return from such an expedition. For this very reason, you diplomatic tell them you handle the goblins, the bar, or that you remain, maintain the watch and wear it. The lands seem relieved, but one of them, you apparently begs to go along with you, promises to fight by your side against the creatures who savagely attack this. Despite your admiration for his bravery, Finsing be best served, best, best be serving his village by remaining behind to guard. I mean, we're not sure they're all in that barn. They've probably got scouts. Or they could just be, be other goblin bands flying behind, waiting to waiting to take advantage of the hole they made. Yeah. And of course there are other things than goblins. He has to be shown where the barn is, and are led to an overgrown field on the outskirts of Wary. Standing in the midst of the field is a dark, timbered, dilapidated barn. The entire structure appears to be close to collapse and has a pronounced lean to one side. The two young men who have led you here wish you luck and depart for Varric to depart upon what you pray will be, for their sake, an uneventual vigil. For the remainder of the afternoon, you linger about the edge of the grassy field that surrounds the dilapidated barn, eagerly seeking any sign that go the goblins are still inhabiting the de decaying structure. At last, your vigilance pays off when, for a brief spell, two mountain goblins emerge from the barn before quickly retreating into a showery interior. Well, these the open terrain offers little cover for an advance upon any side of the barn. He waits into the first shadows of dusk, and draping themselves across the landscape before making what you hope will be a swift and stealthy approach across the field. Hmm. You know what? I'll probably use a pansif. Yeah, that'll probably work. You know those those shields that crossbowmen use, which they can plant in the ground, bounds and hide behind while they advance and while they advance and load their crossbows, bounce their crossbow, shoot, 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 pull forward, and so on. But that might be the best, but there doesn't seem to be any of those handy, and I don't have time to make one. What else? What else could I use? Maybe some sort of wheeled thing would work. Yeah, something. Yeah, I want to advance on a structure. Yeah. Something can. Or just a covered battering ram. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure there are things, but I don't have any of them handy, so I'm just gonna have to sneak in. Within fifty yards of the barn. Oh yeah, a siege tower. 
that's that'll probably be the best thing. But I don't think the Twain's good enough for that, and there's no Siege Towers handy. And those aren't the sort of thing you can knock off in a couple of hours. We were within 50 yards of the barn, where the mass explosion to the left shakes the ground and startles you. You turn your gaze skyward in time to see a small object sail up a hole in the barn roof and arc through the air in your general direction. You suddenly realise the deadly object falling out of the sky upon you is a goblin bomb. Wait, goblins have bombs? These crude incendiary devices are employed by goblins to crudely wreak havoc amongst their foes. It's best not to get hit by one. In fantasy, isn't it, that the savage races usually have more advanced technology? I mean, I put, I, I have no evidence that, that the, I have no, no evidence that the Tyson army has gunpowder. Or even, you know, admittedly, yeah, the handguns that are any, any degree of reliable, yet yeah, they, they, they're a lot harder to make than simple cannons, but the cannon? I don't even see any cannons. Yes. Oh, well, I think that's generally a rule in fantasy. Only the bad guys are allowed are allowed gunpowder. Yes. The good guys have to use magic. Yeah, so maybe I think that once again that comes off Tolkien. Because he just was this he just he just happened to be the trope codifier for a lot of the stuff in fantasy. It's honestly quite a lot of those tropes. A bit troubling. You know, like the idea of always chaotic evil races. That's hecka troubling. The idea that monarchy is brilliant. You just gotta find the right true monarchy. Because it was so, even though someone's been doing a perfectly good job for decades, and your actor has experience, nope, nope, true king turns up. He hasn't, he hasn't, he hasn't, he hasn't led as much as a village previously. No, no. he turns up. Nope, nope, that, nope, nope, that guy, the guy, he's been doing things fine for for decades. Okay, he's a bit, he's got his issues because of grief and stuff issues, but then oh and then he comes nope, he's got to be set on fire and jump and and jump out of a jump, fall about a thousand feet to his death while on fire, because we he gotta, he gotta get that throne vacated for the two kings to just turn up and just get an army of the dead. Just conveniently. <laughs> yes, yes, true kings don't like it. And, oh yes, technology, always bad. It's not technology if misused is bad. Just as a rule, anyone who develops any tiny of technology is a bad guy. Nope, 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 nope. Basically, the highest tech you're allowed is the longbow. That's the pinnacle. That's as far as you can get. Everything else is just craftsmanship. 
want to get anything better, you just got to have a better craftsman. But don't get too good, because then you'll be corrupted by greed or something. It's a goblin bomb. Okay. You must act quickly if you avoid being caught in the deadly radius of the goblin go bombs. Impending detonation. You can use fortification or telekinesis. Or I can, I'm going to use telekinesis. Tele calling upon your power, telekinesis. You focus it upon the rapidly descending goblin bomb and manage to thrust the deadly explosive off course. The bomb lands a considerable distance from you and it detonates harmlessly. Continue across the field towards the barn. You must have a curse as yet another of the deadly goblin bombs launches out of the large hole in the barn roof and arcs through the air towards you. And uh, um, what? Yeah, and same as yet, yeah, I'm going to use fortification this time. The goblin bomb strikes your rapidly erected magical barrier and explodes. The force of the detonation knocks you to the ground, but you're otherwise unharmed. You quickly dispel your shield and continue along the field towards the barn. It's another goblin bomb! You can use telekinesis again. Call upon your power, telekinesis. And focus it upon the rapidly descending goblin bomb and manage to thrust the deadly explosive off course. The bomb lands a considerable distance from you and detonates harmlessly. You continue across the field towards the barn. It's another goblin bomb. Telekinesis again. It knocks it aside again. It seems that whoever or whatever is in the in the is in the barn is out of the deadly goblin bombs. Taking full advantage of what may only prove to be a momentary retrive, you rush across the field as fast as your legs will carry you, desperately trying to reach the wall of the barn. Two spear-wielding goblins spring up out of the tall grass as you reach the barn wall. You startlingly hold your ground and engage the snarling creatures as they attack you from both sides. Begin combat. Two... The, go the goblin warriors attack me viciously. The two mountain goblins, and they did a brutal stroke for 10 damage. Nevertheless, they are slain. 7 XP. Your final blow dispatched the second goblin, and he slumps to the ground, drawing in the, mo the moving remains of his fallen kin. Almost immediately, you're confronted by a trio of the savage creatures that appear around the corner of the barn. Three goblins. Wielding an array of crude weapons, rush at you and attack. It's three mountain goblin warriors. Okay, let's see. The twisted, bloody remains of the three goblins lie entwined about your feet. You step free of the carnage and are about to move forward. The south robe ahead alerts you to the impending danger. You peer up in time to see two goblins dropping a massive rock on the roof of the barn. The rock is plummeting straight for you. With barely a second to react, you leap forward, praying that you're in time to avoid the falling stone. Here's a check. The check, it's got a bonus 60. 20 from luck, 40 from agility. Let's just hope that's enough. Pain explodes through your body as the heavy stone crashes down upon your back. You drive it to the ground between, beneath the crushing weight of the plummeting rock. Like that. Fifteen stanima points lost. Still alive, you stagger to your feet, 
move along the side of the barn towards the front. Your progress is brought to an abrupt halt, however, as the tip of a broad-bladed axe appears round the corner of the structure just ahead. A large axe-wielding goblin rounds the corner of the barn, starts immediately towards you, his deadly weapon poised to cleave you in two. You plant your feet and boldly hold your ground as the savage creature approaches. An axe-wielding mounting goblin. Okay. Mountain goblin. These are among the toughest of all goblin breeds. These, these savage, barbaric goblins despise not only humans, but all other goblin types as well. Oh dear. In combat. The goblin wire hacks, attacks you viciously, and just did a brutal stroke for nine damage. But nevertheless, it is still slain. 13 XP. The large goblin topples over and strikes the ground hard. Gives a final waggy grasp and expires. Before you had a moment to catch your breath, four more of the vicious creatures are upon you, hacking at you with their crude weaponry into four mounted goblin warriors. Yes, I slice, they attack me viciously, but nevertheless, they are slain. With a humble leap, you spring over, over the remains of the four stain. With a nimble leap, you spring over the remains of the four slain goblins, move towards the front of the barn. You reach the broad frame that once housed, housed the wide barn doors, and find yourself confronted by a large number of armed goblins. Despite a chorus of vicious snarls, the vast majority of the crude creatures turn and flee, having no desire to face the bold human tearing his way through their ranks. Two larger goblins, each wielding their broadswords, do not flee. The savage pair charges you, swinging their blades wildly. Looks like these two have got to testosterone poisoning. Or maybe they're women and they've got estrogen poisoning, which I don't think would make you do something like that. Or, anyway, they're very stupid. They're very, very stupid, is the point. Begin combat. The goblin wires attack you viciously, and they laid a brutal stroke for eight damage, and they laid another brutal stroke for nine damage. But uh, and then one more brutal stroke. But then I finished them off for nine XP. The two goblins lie face down in an expanding pool of blood at your feet. The massive go a massive goblin, nearly twice as large as the west of his kin. Is that? Is that by height or weight? Because it's by height, that's seriously scary. It's by weight, not that scary. Appears and hurls curses at the others as they flee wildly, scattering out of the barn in all directions, eager to escape your wrath. With vicious snarl, the fearsome goblin rushes forward and attacks. It's a large mountain goblin. Yes, it attacks me viciously with its bigness. <laughs> 22 XP. The large mountain goblin staggers and drops to the ground at your feet. A final blow ensures that he will never rise again. For several tense moments following the fight, you stand with bated breath, listening intently for any sound that might indicate the further presence of any enemy within the barn. A sudden snap. Sharp snap from somewhere in the barn's cavernous interior. 
seems to prove that your caution was not misguided. You're reminded of the mention of the man with the painted face. I wonder if it is he who still lurks in some shadowy corner of the dilapidated structure. Let's see. I can use thievery, divination, or shadow magic to search for this guy. I don't have shadow magic, so I'm going to use divination. It succeeded. 16 XP to divination. Calling upon your pal divination, you're able to sense danger animating from the loft. You climb the ladder and begin your search. You begin a thorough but cautious search of the barn loft. Okay, so it's a, I've got to pick a number. Bonus or 143. 20 from luck, 60 from thievery, 63 from woodmanship. I think this is going to be easy. 158. You suddenly spot a man crouched in the shadow of the head on your right. After firmly planting your feet and assuming a defensive stance, you call out to him, dashing any plans he had to ambush you. The, the man silently slip, slips silently out of the shadows. A tall, bare-chested man, his head covered by a long mane of black, wide black hair, stands five yards from you. A cool tattoo in the shape of a maple leaf covers his face. He flashes you a wicked grin, revealing a set of sharp, pointed teeth, not unlike those of a goblin. His thin-fingered hands grip two bone-handled knives. The only scrap of clothing covering his body is a pair of tattered breeches that barely cling to his long, sinewy legs. Suddenly, the man snarls and lungs at you, springing forward with animal-like agility, striking out at you with this pair of blare blades. The Painted Warrior begin combat. The Painted Warrior strikes out at you with his deadly daggers. Okay. Ooh, he's fled from combat. The Painted Warrior leaps back out of million ways and dashes towards the back of the barn. He immediately sets upon his heels, he leaps through a hole in the weird wall and exits the structure. Reach the hole and peer out, but surprised you can see no sign of anything. Then suddenly, the passer of feet on, on, on the barn roof gives away his new location. You follow the sound of footballs back towards the front of the barn with all possible haste, rushing through the, do rushing through the door, wide doorway in front of the barn. You spot at last fleeting glimpse of your painted, painted flow as he dip painted foe disappears into the woods of the south, raising you little hope of catching him. Decide not to give chase and instead turn your attention back to the barn. Oh no, he's got away. You search the barn thoroughly, but find no sign of any more goblins, all painted men, inhabiting the rotted structure. In a collapsed stall in the back of the barn, you discover a cloth sack containing a small amount of gold, which you take. I presume that was from the goblins. Satisfied there is no further and imminent danger from the goblins or their painted leader, you make your way back to the village. You return to Gondwirt at you turn to work and report at once to the members of the village militia. The news of your victory over the goblins is met with praise and thanks, whose impact is somewhat tempered by the fact the warrior the painted face managed to escape. You do your best to assure the young men that the painted man is not likely to go into these parts, certainly not any time soon. 
He points to a pair of full reports of any opponents who may act as he sees fit in defence of the outlying villages like wear it. The villagers thank you again, and you politely resist their offers of hospitality, favouring instead a speedy return to Twithick. Seated in a sturdy chair before the roaring fire of Dane Prime's private chamber, high in the main tower of Trinkeep, you relate to the Thane in detail your excursion to Warwick. Seated directly across from you, Thane Poe listens intently to your narrative. Williams concluded, he rises from his chair and leans against the ornate mantle over the, ma- over the fireplace. Man with the painted face, he muttered, he's thinking aloud, stirs a memory soup. I'm hard pressed to come up more than that. Don't like the sounds of it, however. I shall make certain the word goes out. Word goes out about what I fear may not just be an isolated curse. We can, at least, take consolation in the fact that disaster has been averted in merit. With all thanks owed to you, of course. The grateful Thane can kept Commends you on several times and we've done a remarkable job. Oh, he says. Suddenly, it was thought he was about to say nearly slipped his mind. There's another matter I wish to address with, address with you. The thing tells you that Hasbro has been disciplined for his conduct towards you. Treatment he received at your hands. Which was not only much deserved, but also longer overdue. We all forget ourselves from time to time, he says. Slapping... Slapping you on the shoulder as he moves to refill your half-empty your mug. Nothing quite as effective as a few knocks, not hard knocks to stimulate one's memory. Thane Bowen says you may soon have another task well suited to your particular talents. It's a rather delicate matter, he explains. And it's, all pr- and it's presently all coming together. But very soon you may find yourself in receipt of a message from me. Bidding you to hasten your way back to this very room. Till then, my friend, let the All-Father casted watchful eye upon you, wherever your road may lead. At length, you take your leave of the Thane, and as you make your way out of Swinsky and onto the back of Twitter, you find yourself unable to shake, shake from your mind the image of the wild, the painted face, feeling that his silent, glaring, leafship Leaf rat's face will likely haunt your dreams for some time to come. 384 experience to general. Alright, back to the city gates. Gonna west. Gonna save. And when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.